Hello, my name is Jordan Tardo, and I'm the lead pastor at Experience Church. I'd like to take a moment and just say thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast today. I hope this message blesses you. I hope it encourages you. I hope it strengthens you for what God has called you to today. We're in a series uh, in Revelation. We've been studying the book of Revelation. And today, I really want to talk to you from chapters really uh, end of three, four, and five. Uh, I want to talk to you today about the rapture. I want to talk to you today about the rapture. Before I get into the rapture, I want to really give you the theme of the verse that we've been talking about this, this season, uh, this series, Revelation chapter 12. In verse 11, it says this, this is, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to death. The theme of Revelation is not scare you to where you potty in your pants. The theme of Revelation is not to create fear. The theme of Revelation is not to create an opportunity where we, we just are so confused and we don't know what's going on. The theme of Revelation is this, Jesus reigns and those who believe in him will overcome. That's the theme of Revelation. And so I want you to know that before we ever get into anything more. And really, if you were not able to participate in the first couple of messages, I would love for you to go back and watch those online because I'm telling you, it will help you kind of know really the back history and the study of Revelation. That being said, the reason why we're studying Revelation, we talked about this in week one, is for three things, for preparation, for perspective, and for peace. For preparation, the Bible says that we are to prepare be prepared for the Lord's coming. Jesus came. How many of you know Jesus came? He died on a cross. He rose again. He was resurrected. We all know that. We celebrate Easter, the greatest week, weekend of the year. It's, it's Super Bowl Sunday for churches. Everybody be going to church. You know what I'm saying? We celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. That's, it's incredible. But the Bible says as he was ascending, he says, I'm going and preparing a place for you. And he's going to come again, a second coming. And so he will come again. And so we, we as a church, as a body of believers, as individuals, we want to be prepared for his coming. We read Revelation for that. We read it for perspective. The perspective of Revelation is really eternal. It's so easy for us as Christians to get so earthly minded. And so caught up in making a bunch of money and being in the right relationship and doing all these things earthly. And those things are great, but God wants us to have an eternal perspective before we have an earthly perspective. And then for peace, the Bible and every scripture, every word of the Bible is meant for us to know it's not to be fearful and to be afraid, but it's to build our faith and to live a life knowing we have peace because we know Jesus reigns and we will overcome with him. Amen. Revelation chapter 1 and 9, verse 19 says, write these things down which you have seen and the things which are and the things which will take place. Okay, so first week we talked about the things that you have seen. There's three really, in, Revelation's broken down in three segments. Things you've seen, then things that are, that was Revelation 2 and 3 with the churches. And now Revelation 4 through 22 is things to come. So we're going to be talking about for the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about really what it looks like in the things to come and as Christ uh, plans on coming back, the last days and things like that. That being said, if this is your first time, okay, we're going to go a little deep, okay? We're going to have a little bit more of Bible college here. And so if this is your first time, please don't be afraid. We're, we're not weird. We're just telling you really what God says about the future and things to come. Okay, so we're talking about the rapture. Okay, now what is the rapture? 
Maybe you ask, maybe you know, and if you do know, that's great, that's awesome, you can amen me. And if you don't know what the rapture is, I'm glad, because I wanna talk to you today about that, because the rapture is really something that God wants us to know about. In Revelation chapter three, and verse 10, it says, because you have kept my command to persevere, I will also keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world. Talking about the tribulation. Okay, you're like, what is the tribulation? I'm glad you asked. We'll talk about that in a minute. To test those who dwell on the earth. What is the rapture? Okay, it's the hour of trial. It's the seven years of tribulation is really rapture comes before that. We'll talk about that in a minute. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 40 and 41. I'm just gonna show you scriptures and texts on what the rapture is. Because you've kept my command, that's Revelation. Matthew chapter 24, verse 40. Two men will be in a field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding with a handmill. One will be taken and the other will be left. Okay, we're talking about the rapture here. There's gonna be two men in a field. One will be gone. One will be raptured up. One will be uh, snatched away. One will be caught up and the other one will be left. Two women will be grinding a mill. One will be snatched up. One will, one will be caught up. One will go. One will stay. First Thessalonians chapter four and verse 16, just showing you scriptures about the rapture. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout. Check this out with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive will remain sh- and remain shall be caught up with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Okay, really, 1 Thessalonians and then 1 Corinthians, two, two texts there, and we'll talk about 1 Corinthians in a minute, 1 Corinthians 15, really are really the main texts of where we get uh, what the rapture is. It says we will be caught up, okay? This word caught up in the Greek means it is harpazo or harpezo, however you want to say that, but it's really harpazo. What that means is it's trans, it means caught up. It's translated, just so you know, because the word rapture is not in the Bible. You can Google where's the rapture in the Bible. There are no words called the rapture in the Bible. Let me explain why we call it the rapture. The word harpazo means really to be caught up. Okay, caught up, really, if you know, a lot of it's, that's Greek. A lot of it in the first century when the Greek was being translated, the Bible was was translated into Latin. Many of you probably know that. The Latin word for caught up is rapt. That's where we get the word rapture. Okay, so I'm just giving you that. It means to be caught up or to snatch away suddenly, okay? And so the rapture, what is it? It's the scripture talking about, it's this us being snatched away or caught up quickly to be with Christ, okay? Now, I wanna show you this because I want you to know this because it's important, okay? The reason why it says one will be be in the field and one one will go up and one will not, two will be in the field. One will be, two will be in the ground, one will be caught up, one will not, okay? This is where we understand when Christ comes, those who are believers in him, we will be snatched up or caught up, raptured to be with him. Okay, and here's what I know. This can kind of get kind of scary. I remember watching movies when I was a kid, reading books about, you know, being left behind. No joke, as a kid, I remember. I would wake up and everybody would be gone out of my house. And I would think, I've been left behind. <laughs> it, there's, there's no one left. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I stole that little Debbie cake out of the kitchen and now Jesus has left me. The rapture is not something to be afraid of. 
The rapture, in fact, is this is really what the rapture is. It's God's rescue plan for his believers. The biblical text of what the rapture is, is it's God's rescue plan from the tribulation. We'll talk about the tribulation in a minute. We're going to talk all next week in a couple weeks about the tribulation. Don't you worry. We're going to get real deep. It's going to be fun. But God, the rapture is God's rescue plan for believers. I remember being a kid and we were swimming in, my, swimming in my grandmother's pool. And as we were swimming in my grandmother's pool, my little cousin, who was very small, was playing around the pool and fell into the pool. I remember she was probably two or three years old. She was very young. She falls into the pool. I was so busy with my friends and my cousins. We were playing. We didn't even realize that she had fallen in the pool. All of a sudden, I see my uncle run from, from inside, run as fast as he can. He jumps in the pool, fully clothed, and grabs her, rescues her. Now, here's, it's the same thing. He rescued her from the danger of drowning. This is the same thing of what God will do for us with the rapture. He rescues us from the dangers of the tribulation. Okay? And we're going to get into it. You're like, what is the tribulation? I'm glad you asked. I'm just piquing your interest right now. <laughs> and so what is the rapture? We're talking about the rapture. What is it? It's this rescue plan of us understanding we will, we will be caught up. The Bible says we will be in Christ. We will, uh, it says meet with the Lord in the air with Christ. Okay? Matthew chapter 24 and verse 36. Okay, so we know what the rapture is. It's, us being, it's a rescue plan from God that we will be caught up. Matthew chapter 4, 24 and verse 36. It's but at, about the day or hour, but about that day or hour, talking about the rapture, not even the angels in heaven, nor the son himself, only the father knows. Okay, so on the day or the hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the son, nor the, fa the father. Okay, so only the father, excuse me. And so here's what it is. Okay, we talk about what is the rapture. It's this caught, being caught up. It's this, it's, it's us being with Jesus in heaven. It's him coming and, and, and snatching up the believers. And then, okay, when is this? When does this happen? It says right here that no one knows the day or the hour of when it will happen. Now, you will find all kinds of arguments. You'll find all kinds of things about when people think it will be, when will people say it's gonna be this day, this time, this. And here's what I know. The Bible says not even the Son, Jesus himself does not know. The Bible says that Jesus has ascended to heaven and he says, I will go and prepare a place for you. Jesus is preparing a place for you and I, believers that believe in him. And at one moment, God's gonna, the Father's gonna say, okay, go get him. And Jesus is gonna be like, let's go. And they're, they're gonna come, and him and angels, and they will snap us up, snatch us up, okay? So it's not like we know when, but the Bible does say that there will be signs of the end times to come. Okay, you can read that stuff too. Okay, so that being said, as far as we're just going, we're just going to talk super, super basic here. So that being said, when is it? We don't know. If you find someone that does know, run. <laughs> they are prophesying. Y'all see what I did there, right? They don't know. And if they tell you they do, that, that, is, that is completely false. The Bible says not even Jesus knows. So if a, a TV evangelist knows and Jesus doesn't, something's weird. In fact, when people say, he's coming October 23rd, 2021, I'm like, well, he's not coming today because <laughs> nobody knows. So when is it? I want to show you a graph. 
very quickly. Actually, before I show you the graph, let me read you a couple of scriptures. Actually, let me show you the graph. Let me just show you graphs. I'm going to give some charts and some graphs. Let me pull up that first graph. Okay. Now, y'all have seen this on week one. If you're in the back, I'm sorry. You may not be able to see it. I'll explain it. Okay. Now, this is what, where we are. Church age is when, from when the Holy Spirit came to the rapture, okay? That's where we are right now in our time, okay? In our day and age, we are in what we, what, the, what we call the church age, okay? Then the rapture of believers will happen, okay? First Thessalonians, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about the rapture, but that's when I believe the rapture will happen, okay? Then there will be seven years of tribulation. Okay, let me explain this, okay? So we'll talk more about this in the next coming weeks, but let me just tell you what's going on here. So three and a half years of deception will happen. There'll be three and a half years of peace, Complete and utter peace. There'll be such peace, in fact, that all the worlds will come together and they'll have, they'll have world peace, okay? Then for three and a half years, the Antichrist will reign, okay? So here's what we know, okay? When will it happen? I believe there's pre-tribulation. People believe mid-tribulation when the rapture will happen or post-tribulation, okay? I believe it will be pre-tribulation and I'm gonna explain why I believe that in just a few moments. And so here's what we know as well. You'll have other theologians or other pastors or other teachers that may say, no, it's mid-tribulation or no, it's post-tribulation. Well, in the Bible, there is no, in fact, no exact scripture that says Jesus is coming, the, 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 the pre-tribulation, post-tribulation or mid-tribulation. But well, from what I can see in the scripture, and I'll show it to you today, of why I believe he will come pre-tribulation. And so he will come, why? Because I believe, if I want to show it to you uh, in verse, uh, let me show it to you, First uh, uh, Thessalonians chapter five and verse nine, it says, for God did not appoint Point us to wrath, okay? But to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, check this out. Now, Revelation chapter 3 and verse 10, check this out. Because you have kept my command to persevere, I will keep you from the hour of trial. Okay, I will keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Okay, so here, go back to my graph for me. Okay, so here's what I believe. Okay, so the, post, the pre-tribulation because this, these seven years will be where God brings his wrath on the earth. Okay, we just read scriptures and there's other scriptures that say God wants to keep us from his wrath. He keeps his believers. He, in fact, he gives us salvation. And so I believe he's going to come and here's what's going to happen. The rapture will happen. And then there'll be three and a half years where this is where the antichrist will come. Okay. The antichrist will rise up and here's what will happen. No one during these three and a half years, we'll talk more about this in the weeks to come. No one during these three and a half years will know he's the antichrist. He will reign. He will bring peace. In fact, it'll be a time of complete world chaos. Let me explain why. Because we just saw it. This is another reason why I believe it. I'll tell you some other reasons. But we just saw there'll be one man that's caught up and raptured. There'll be another that's not. There'll be another woman that's raptured. There'll be another that's not. And so there'll be this complete world chaos because there'll be all these people that are missing. It won't be like, I wonder where those people went. No, it will be literally these people have been raptured up. And so now there'll be political leaders that are missing and there'll be pastors that are missing and there'll be believers that are missing. All these different ones will be missing. Why? Because we've been snatched up because we're believers. And so there's this chaos happening in the world. And so here comes the Antichrist. He's this very, he will be this very influential person. He will be one who is so influential, in fact, that he can bring peace to all the nations for three and a half years.
And then what happens is right here at the end of the three and a half years, it's something that's called the abomination of desolation. Okay, I know that's a, that's, that's a real churchy word. Okay, this is where the Antichrist will go somewhere. We don't know where. And he will then reveal himself, meaning this. He'll go, he'll stand up and he'll say, I am God. He'll declare that he is God. In fact, the Bible says, the scripture says, he'll actually kind of remove his mask and he'll reveal that he is the Antichrist. From that moment forward, we then see that there's just complete wrath on the earth. It goes from complete peace for three and a half years to complete wrath, complete chaos, complete destruction for three and a half years. And then the second coming of Christ comes. The Armageddon happens. We're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I thought Jesus was coming back for the rapture. Rapture. I'm glad you thought that. Let me explain. The rapture is in fact not the second coming of Christ. <gasps> what do you mean? Let me explain. Okay. Everybody all right? <laughs> Everybody's like, what is happening? I just wanted to come and hear Jesus loves me. <laughs> and again, I'm explaining this stuff to you. Hear me. I want to explain this stuff to you because, again, this is important for us to know. It helps us be prepared for his coming. Okay? Okay. Everybody all right? Okay, so the rapture of believers is when this, go back to 1 Thessalonians. Let me pull it up. The, uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 16 and 17 in the, in the beginning. It says this, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout. Check this out. With the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive will remain, shall be caught up with him in the clouds to meet him in the air. The second coming of Christ is when Christ comes to this earth and then he rules and the Armageddon happens and then we rule and reign with him on this earth for a thousand years. This says we'll be caught up with him in the air. Christ will come on the clouds, but he will not come to earth. That's when the rapture happens. And in the rapture, he, we will go up with him to the rapture. We'll, we'll, we'll escape, if you will, the seven years of tribulation. And then after the seven years of tribulation, then Christ comes, he, Armageddon happens. We'll talk more about that stuff later. And then we will rule and reign with him for a thousand years on this earth. That is the second coming of Christ. That makes sense? Everybody all right? If you don't agree with me, praise God. Okay, so, that, so just so you know what's happening. Okay, so what is the rapture? The rapture is where Christ will come. This is what I believe in, pre-tribulation. It's a pre-tribulation. He will come before tribulation because he allows us to go and find peace with him in heaven. And then so that way that we don't have to deal with the wrath of God on this earth for those seven years. Okay, so that being said, let me give you some other reasons why I believe uh, pre-tribulation. In Revelation. Verse, for, uh, let, me, let me give it to you actually. In Revelation chapter four and verse one, let me show you this and then I'll talk to you a little bit about it. After these things, I looked and behold a door standing open in heaven. And the voice, first voice which I heard was like a trumpet. Notice trumpet. Speaking with me saying, come up here and I will show you things which have taken place after this. Okay, again, Revelation is a prophetic book. It's showing us things into the future. John's having this experience with God. And so he says, a trumpet blows all throughout the scripture when we see about Jesus coming and we see about the rapture. We always see that there's a trumpet coming. Okay, there's a trumpet sound. Okay, so this is a trumpet playing. And then he says, come up here. It's almost a picture of the rapture. Come up here and then 
I will show you what must take place, okay? In this scripture, just so you know, in Revelations chapter one, two, and three, in the beginning of four, the, the church is mentioned 19 times. The church is mentioned 19 times in the first three, three, three and a few verses, chapters of Revelation. In, in, as you go forward from chapter four all the way really till chapter 19, and it, for, there is never again mentioned the church. During all the tribulation stuff that the Bible talks about, the church is not mentioned once. Why? Because I believe the church has been raptured. The church is with Christ. And so just so you know, okay, I'm just giving you reasons why I believe pre-tribulation. Now, somebody may come to you and say, well, I believe in the mid-tribulation because I believe God's gonna let us go through those three and a half years of peace and then, then we'll get raptured up. Totally fine. You can believe whatever you want. You can be wrong, but you can be whatever, think whatever you want. I'm just joking. If that's what you believe, totally fine. You believe what you want. How about this? I'll go up at the beginning of the rapture and then you can meet me later. How's that sound? <laughs> That's another joke. And so just so you know, again, so this is, we're just giving you what the, what the rapture is. It's this catch up. It's this catching up, this ca being caught up with Christ, this snatching up of, of, of us with Christ. And then when is it? We, no one knows the exact day and hour, but we do know from what we can see in scripture that it's pre-tribulation, okay? So that's what we know before the tribulation happens. The purpose of the rapture is to snatch us from the world before the judgment of the seven years of tribulation. Okay, so here's what we know. We know this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 51, 51 52. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible uh, and we shall be changed. Okay, y'all want to go a little bit deeper. Y'all okay with going a little bit deeper? If not, we're going anyway, okay. <laughs> we believe what is the scripture? It's this catching up. It's, what is the rapture? It's this catching up with Christ. It's being caught up. It's being snatched away. Then we know that as we see in the scripture, we believe it's, it's before the tribulation. It's, to, it's a rescue plan for, from God for us to escape the wrath of God in the tribulation. But then we see here in 1 Corinthians, there's another one about, about us. It says, in a twinkling of an eye, Again, the last trumpet, there's a sound again. And it shall sound, and then it says, the dead will be raised. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? I'm glad you asked, okay? Does that mean, here's what people think. This is true stories. People think, does that mean that until Christ returns, as far as the rapture, does that mean people that are, have died are not in heaven? Does that mean that literally, I thought, I, I, people say, oh, well, I thought that, that when, you got, when you died and you believed in Jesus, you went immediately to heaven. And so why now is it saying at the, at the trumpet sound, then, well, then that person will be, be, rise, be raised and then go to heaven. Okay, let me explain that. I'm gonna give you another chart. Hold on, okay, praise God. Here's another chart. We're gonna go to it. Give me the chart. There you go. Okay, let me explain. Here's what happens to a Christians, to a Christian or Christians after death. Okay, at death, our soul goes to heaven. Our bodies go into the grave. Y'all know that. We've all been to funerals, okay? But the, in the funeral, when the, when the body is laying there, the person's soul is not there. That, that person's soul is in eternity, okay? Now, the bodily resurrection is this. The resurrection at rapture, the soul will actually come and meet the body in the clouds, okay? And we will, the Bible says, we will all get new heavenly resurrected bodies, 
okay? We will all get new bodies. I've had people ask me, well, what does that mean? What will I look like? I have no idea. Does that mean that you'll be the same color? I have no idea. Does that mean you'll be the same size? I have no idea. I do know this. The Bible says that we will have heavenly resurrected Bible bodies and that we will then rule and reign with Christ for a thousand years. That means these bodies don't decay. Because there's bodies now, we would never last a thousand years. And in fact, this is the body that we get when we go to heaven. So that means this, there, there will be no more CrossFit working out, praise God. <laughs> we will not have to do, and people are like, oh, well, what about working out? Like, and then we're like, what about CrossFit? Like, we're gonna do CrossFit? No, CrossFit is going to the pit of hell. Come on, somebody. <laughs> If you are a CrossFit gym owner, we love you. I will pray for you. I hope people support you, but I will not. <laughs> Cardio's going to the grave. That's a joke. Everybody's going to be okay, I promise. So we will get these earth, these new uh, heavenly resurrected bodies. And so this is what the, the Bible is talking about, where it says the dead will be raised. Our bodies will be raised and we'll get new bodies for him, with him, for him. Does that make sense? Okay, then we'll have the judgment. See, we'll talk about all that later and then we'll have the new eternal destiny. Okay, that's cool. Okay, good. Can't go too deep, too quick. You know what I'm saying? So that being said, what is the rapture? The rapture is this, this being caught up. It's this, this us understanding we're getting caught up with believers, those who believe in him and th that will be caught up with him. Then we understand when is it? Okay, no one knows the day or the hour, but we do know from what we can see in the scripture, it's pre-tribulation. It's a rescue plan from God. And so our, we, will, we will then, when, when Christ comes on the clouds, we will we'll be snatched up to the air and we will get these new heavenly bodies. Make sense? Everybody okay with me so far? All right, let's, let's keep going. Okay, who gets to go? And who gets to be raptured? I'm glad you asked. First Thessalonians chapter one and verse nine, it says, for them, they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell uh, uh, how you turn to God. They tell how you've turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead. Jesus who rescues us from the coming wrath. Who gets to go? Who gets to be raptured? The scripture says right here, those who have turned to God and is serve him and serve the living God. How do we turn to God? How do we serve the living God? The Bible says very quick, it's very easy for those that may not know. Many of you do, but some may not. How do, we, how do we know that we'll be caught up, we'll be, we'll be raptured with him? The Bible says that we will be, it will be the ones that, uh, that turn to him and serve him. How do we do that? The Bible says that it, in order to, all we have to do is to confess with our mouths and believe in our hearts that Jesus is Lord and that we'll be saved. And so it's the simple act of just believing in him and then confessing that we know he's Lord and that we repent. And then we start to, Bible says right here, not just stop there, but then we serve him. We do our best to follow him all the days of our lives. And so the rapture should not be scary. The rapture should be comforting. The rapture should bring a comfort to every believer. Why? Because we serve a God who loves us so much that he will come and protect us from the things of this world. Who gets to go? All who believe in him. All who believe in him will be raptured. It's not this certain number. There are different people that believe there are certain numbers of people that we rapture and certain people won't. Out from what I can see in the scripture, all who believe in him will be saved. Amen. Okay, 
So we talked about what the rapture is. It's being caught up. We talked about when the rapture will happen. We talked about who gets to go. Now let me talk to you for a moment of why. Obviously we know it's God's rescue plan, but it's also not just his rescue plan. I want you to know this. It's because he loves us. When I was growing up and really all throughout my Christian faith, really growing up as a young person, I always thought of this Santa Claus type mentality of God. The rapture was this, I'm checking the list. I'm checking it twice. I'm gonna find out who's naughty or nice. And it's this thought process of if I mess up, if I make this mistake, oh my goodness, I'm gonna miss it. If I steal from the, the, the kitchen refrigerator, the little Debbie, oh my goodness, I missed the rapture. And it was this fear type mentality that caught me, caused me to think the rapture was this scary thing. The rapture is not a scary thing. The rapture is this. He loves us so much that he will come and rapture us up. The Bible says that for God so loved the world, we all know the scripture, that he gave his only son. He loved us so much that he came on this earth. Not only that, he loves us so much, he will also come again. Why? It's because he desires to love us. People often say, well, we were created to worship. God created us to worship him. No, yes, that's true. We are created to worship. But all creation is created to worship. And we were created outside of that. And we were created because he wanted to love us. We, he loves us. And then from that, our response is worship. God created us because he loves us. God came and died for us because he loves us. And he's going to come and rapture us. Why? Because he loves us. It's all because he loves us. And so the rapture doesn't have to be this scary thing of, a, oh my goodness, am I going to miss it? And oh my goodness, when is he going to come? And No, we don't have to live in fear. Why? Because it's the same thing like my relationship with Ashley. Those that are married in the room, those that have spouses. If your spouse goes out of town, you're not go, just freaking out like, oh my gosh, when's she going to come back? I've got to make sure everything's good. Gotta, no, here's what you do. You're eagerly waiting for her return, fellas. Ladies, you're eagerly waiting for his return. Why? Because you love them. And because you love them, here's what happens. It's not this, oh my gosh, I got to be good. Oh my gosh, I can't do those bad things. Oh my gosh, I got to stay away from them. No, I desire to please her. And so while I'm on this earth, it's the same thing with God. It's not, oh, I got to do those, I can't do those bad things or I'm not going to go to heaven. Oh, if I steal from the refrigerator, oh, I'm not going to go. No, here's what it is. I love him so much because he first loved me. So here's what happens now. I eagerly wait and live to please him now. Why? Because I want to be home with him one day in eternity. Good. He's coming. Why? Because he loves us and he wants to spend an eternity with us. He wants to bring us home. He doesn't want to be, have this separation. He wants you no know, sin to be gone and now so now we can live in relationship with him forever. He's coming back. Why? Because he loves us. It doesn't have to be this scary thing of, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? He loves us. And because he loves us, we know we can be confident and we can be comforted in knowing he'll take care of us. Revelation chapter 5 and verse 11, as I close today, very quickly, it says, Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels 
around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them were 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands and thousands, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature, check this out, every creature, which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and such as are in the sea and all that are in him, in them, I heard them saying this, blessing and honor and glory and power to be to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb forever and ever. John gives us a picture here in Revelation of what heaven will be like. He shows us this picture of, of us as we are caught up with Christ, that he, he enters heaven, he sees every creature on heaven and earth. He sees everybody, every tongue. He says he sees them singing and worshiping, blessing and honor and glory and power be to the one who sits on the throne. I love this because it shows us a picture of what heaven will be like. It shows us a picture of the majesty of God, that every creature, every single creature worships him. Why? Because of his majesty, because of his glory, because of his power. The Bible says that there are actually angels that are uh, uh, going around the throne and singing at all times, every day, every moment. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. I heard a theologian say one time that he believes they just keep repeating themselves because as soon as they can finish, holy, holy, holy is the Lord, they see even greater things of God and they have to say it again. Oh my goodness, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. And they see God's glory and his goodness more. Holy, holy, holy. Why? Because it shows us a picture of his majesty. And see, God didn't create us. We're not going to heaven. So he didn't create us and he's not coming back to get, to get us so that we can worship him. <gasps> well, God doesn't want to be worshiped. I didn't say that. I said the purpose of why he's coming back to get us is not worship. The purpose, oh, I'm going to get excited for a second. The purpose of why he's coming back is love. And then from the response of seeing him and how much he loves us, all we can do is worship. Oh my goodness, I see a picture of God. Holy, holy, oh, glory and honor and power. Why? Because we see a picture of his majesty, of his goodness, of his love. He's coming back not to be worshiped. God's not an egotistic God. He's coming because he loves us. And then from the response of love, we worship. This is why, oh, I'm going to get excited for a second. That was really weird looking. <laughs> this is what I know. I don't understand people that don't like worship on this planet. Because if you don't like worship on this planet, you ain't going to like heaven very much. In fact, I would say this, if you don't like worship or someone doesn't like worship, uh, like, oh, well, this song's really not for me. Or, you know, well, 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 like, I'm not really like a singer. Like, I'm not either, guys. Hate to tell you. For those who have heard me sing, you know, yep, yep, he ain't a singer. Well, here's what I know. If that's the case, I've not really gotten a true perspective of who he is. 
Because in his glory, in his power, in his love, if I see him for who he is, the response is always worship. I don't care what I sound like. I don't care who's sitting next to me. I don't care if they like me. I don't care if they think I'm weird. You haven't seen God the way I have. He hasn't done in your life what he has done in mine, I guess. Because what I know is, I know who he is. I know how much he loves me. I know his power that has freed me. And so all I can do is worship. To glory and honor and power. To the one, the only one. Who sits on the throne. I want to encourage you. Oh my goodness the rapture excites me. Because I hate to tell you one day we're just going to be chilling. Jesus. <laughs> all pain. All sin. All shame. All condemnation. It will all be gone. And here's what I know. You may say oh I'm not confident. Here's what I know. Live and believe in the faith that God has given you with this. If you've accepted him in your life and you're trying to live for him. You may make mistakes. God's not looking for perfection. He's looking for a relationship. And so I'm doing my best to live for him. I hate to tell you. Actually I don't hate to tell you. I'm hyped to tell you. You go with him when he comes. I know that's not proper English. Praise God. He's coming. To rapture us. Why? Not because he's this God that's looking for worship, or it's not because he's God that's looking just to, to just destroy the earth. No, he's a God that loves us so much that he created us, that he died for us, that he rose again for us, and that he's coming again because he desires to be in relationship with you and I. This is the God that we serve. Amen. Can we pray today, Father?